Welcome to episode 16 of the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, Pooja K. McClymont, talking all things well-being, how to get unstuck, build more confidence and feel more fulfilled. Thank you so much for listening today. On this episode, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things to do ever, and that's sleep. Sleep. We're going to look at why we should be sleeping well and also how. Now, we're all pretty aware that sleeping well is going to benefit us. In recent years, there's been a lot of information available to us as to what a good night's sleep looks like and all the different techniques that you can use to actually help get yourself to sleep. Look, we know that a good night's sleep is vital to our physical and emotional well-being. That's why the benefits of good sleep should never be underestimated. And I think that's the biggest thing for me and the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is that so many people that I know kind of underestimate sleep. And I remember growing up sort of in my 20s when I was on that sort of career hike where it was, oh, I've only had four hours sleep and I'm still performing for the day. Well, you're in your 20s, so you can kind of get away with that. But as you get older, not only is your body changing, your needs changing, your life is changing, what you do in your day changes, how physical you are changes, how much your body can take changes, all the additional bits that you're doing in your day. And for women, sorry guys, but for women, the 101 million things that go around in our heads, we don't seem to give value or give enough value to the fact that those 101 million things that are going on in our heads, the things that we have to do day to day, we need to rest them. Okay, we do need to rest them. It's really important to get proper rest on a regular basis. It's not just a good idea, it's an essential one. Look, there's a lot of information out in the world about how much sleep we should be having. There's loads of tips on getting to sleep, how you should be feeling, etc, etc. But what I wanted to do with this podcast was just to simplify it a little bit. Firstly, we need to sleep and we need to sleep well. We are humans, we're not robots. Sleep is essential for so many reasons and it can usually help us get out of certain moods. You know that term, if you just sleep on it, right? Now that comes into play at this point, like if you sleep on it, things will be better in the morning, things will feel better. There's a reason why people say that. It's truth, it actually works. And it helps us essentially just plain makes us feel good to seize the day, to get on with our day without that lethargy that comes into play when you haven't slept well, let alone all the other health things, which I'm going to get into in a minute. So what I'm going to share with you now is some science before I give you some tips on learning how to sleep well. Now, I know it's not easy for some, but if you can embrace sleeping well, you will also start healing some of the stuff that's going on with you. And this is probably more for those who are prone to depression tendencies. It's, oh, I know that sleep becomes a problem when you're feeling depressed, that it's difficult to sleep. But if you can find a way of preventing that happening, oh, you'll just be so much more happier for it. I promise you. I absolutely promise you. Remember, I've had depression, so I'm talking from experience as well. I feel like I need to bring my voice levels down a little bit considering this is a podcast about sleep. You never know, this podcast might actually 
help you fall asleep. I don't know what that says about me, but (laughs) listen, if this podcast helps you fall asleep, I'm cool with it. I I can live with it. My ego doesn't need that much brushing. But I mean, where does this all come from? Like the not sleeping well. I remember with, there was, oh, I don't know. How long was it ago? Maybe 10 years ago or something. It was a really big deal about, oh, you must get seven to eight hours sleep. And that was just everywhere. I mean, the NHS was talking about it. Just everywhere. Everybody was talking about it. And I was like, but I need nine. I feel good after nine hours sleep. And you know, you would talk to professionals about it, your GP, etc., and be like, oh no, seven to eight, seven to eight. And even at work, all your colleagues, you know, there'll be those who would brag, oh, I only need four hours sleep. I only need six hours sleep. And I was like, who are you people? And why aren't I like this? And obviously, as I've studied more and, you know, sort of raised my awareness about health and things, I've learned that actually your body needs however much sleep it needs. And I was reading some forums before I actually started um, to put my notes together for this podcast about how people sleep. And ironically, somebody I follow on Twitter had spoken about it, put it out there and said, you know, does anyone like to sleep? And are, are you willing to admit how many hours you sleep? And there were people on there who, I mean, they were various various sleeping times but there was one lady who sleeps for 12 hours and I was like oh my god what time did she go to bed (laughs) you know because I mean I'm in bed around 10 I like to be in my bed at 10 and I'll probably fall asleep by about 10 30 with once I settle my mind etc but I like that and I like getting up at 5 30 or 6 30 5 30 in the summer months 6 30 in the winter months is just because that darkness just makes it quite miserable in the winter months and I thought you know what it's true like if you need those 12 hours then you need those 12 hours you take them you carve out the time in your evening to have those 12 hours and I'm assuming she gets her life done before it's time for bed I know I try to and it does make a massive difference but we'll talk more about that when we get into the tips so We've got to remember that a lot of the information, and I talk about this in my podcast about the truth about well-being trends, is that, you know, there's a lot of propaganda out there that's not necessarily truth. And we tend to be sheep and we follow a trend and jump on a bandwagon and stop thinking and feeling what's actually important and beneficial to us. So... I urge you with all of my podcasts to just do what's right for you, what makes sense for you, because well-being is not a one-size-fits-all. No chance. There's just no way that it could be, because we are all completely different, and what we need differs person to person. So with sleep, it's exactly the same thing. It's going to differ person to person. Okay, so let's have a look at some of the science. So this is probably the most important one, but sleep helps reduce stress. I mean, we all know that, don't we? Don't we know that? We know that sleep is going to help reduce stress. If our body doesn't get enough sleep, it's going to react by producing an elevated level of stress hormones. And 
I know that that's a natural result of today's faster paced lifestyle, but if you can get that deep and regular sleep, you can help prevent that. Sleep can improve your memory. Have you ever noticed that when you're really tired, it's harder to remember things? So basically, this is your brain telling you that it's not getting enough sleep. When you sleep well, your body's going to be resting, but your brain is busy organizing and storing memories. So getting more quality sleep, that's going to help you remember and process things better. Now, sometimes we, those of us who've had kids, we might blame baby brain for the loss of memory, which, you know, listen, it's real. It's a real thing. But also, it's not so much the baby brain from a, I've just had a baby perspective. It's because of the lack of sleep that we're having. And so this applies to all of us who don't get enough sleep, essentially. This is a bit more healthy or I mean health related, but like sleep can lower your blood pressure. So, you know, stress is going to cause things like heart attacks and strokes. But if you get plenty of restful sleep, that's going to encourage a constant state of relaxation that can help you reduce blood pressure and generally keep it under control. So as we get older, these sorts of things are getting more important to us. But for those of us who are younger, it's a good idea to just start instilling these really good habits. It's going to help you in the long term. Sleep helps your body fight back. Oh, this one is such an important one. While you're sleeping, your body's producing extra protein molecules that are going to strengthen your ability to fight infection. So if you're feeling a bit run down and you don't want it to turn into a full-blown cold, go to bed early and get lots of rest. So it's not an old wives' tale. When people say, you know, if you're feeling a bit low, whatever, you know, you should sleep, you should get some rest, make sure you rest, make sure you rest. It's true because... If your body has nothing else to do, if your body doesn't have to worry about making sure you can see, making sure you can walk, making sure you can digest food and pump blood and oxygen around your body and just relax and just honestly just keep you alive whilst you're sleeping, that's all it needs to do, it's got a higher chance of fighting whatever might be lurking in the body. Uh, It's just so good. Now this is a good one and I've had this experience myself. Sleep can help you maintain your weight. Now, it's not necessarily going to directly make you lose weight, but it can help you keep it under control because it regulates hormones that affect your appetite and reduces your cravings for high-calorie foods. Now, this is a very, very crucial thing. If you are looking to lose weight or trying to lose weight and you're not sleeping well, that is going to affect so much of your day, not just because you're tired and out of focus and things like that, but actually it's hormonal because there's a hormone called, I can't, I'm not sure if I can pronounce it right, but ghrelin. And if you produce that, it basically, that comes into play when you haven't had enough sleep and you'll wake up feeling hungry, like ravenous hungry. And the entire day, it basically acts like a hunger trigger, essentially. So you think you're hungry, but actually it's just the hormone kicking in going, dude, I didn't get enough sleep and I'm feeling a bit meh. So be very, very careful if you're trying to lose weight to make sure you get enough sleep so that that hormone isn't triggered and it makes you start craving high sugar foods, okay? This is very true. Although I'm not necessarily a morning person, (laughs) this is very true for me. Sleep puts you in a better mood. 
So if we don't get enough sleep, we tend to be more agitated, we're more likely to snap, more likely to be grumpy, and let's be honest, neither of those are good. Like, you know, you don't want to be snapping at colleagues or at work, and you know, sometimes I'm when I'm on the train and I look at people, I can tell that they haven't had enough sleep, you know, their faces just reflect that, they're just exhausted. And you know, the better sleep you have, the better your ability to stay calm, controlled and reasonable. And I was working with a company recently and one of the things they wanted me to help them with, with their staff, was how to get better sleep. And it was interesting because the other thing they wanted me to help them with was how to basically react under pressure. So less reactionary, excuse me, and more calm and collected. And I was like, sleep well and you're on to a winner. This is another interesting one. Sleep can reduce your chances of diabetes. So some research studies have shown that not getting enough sleep might lead to type 2 diabetes by affecting how your body processes glucose. Now it's not conclusive but it's just another indication of how important the benefits of sleep can be and type 2 diabetes can come into play if Obviously, we're living a very processed food lifestyle, high pressure, etc., etc. So it's a good way of thinking about preventative measures for more serious health conditions that, you know, you can prevent this. You You don't need to have type 2 diabetes. It's very much preventative. So whatever you can do to help it, and that, you know, sleep is one of those things, go ahead and do it, right? Sleep helps keep your heart healthy. Oh. If you have a regular sleep pattern, it can help lower the levels of stress and inflammation to your cardiovascular system. Now that, in turn, reduces your chances of a stroke or heart condition. Considering I had suspected stroke last month, I'm going to say, dude, sleep, guys, sleep. (laughs) Now sleep can also be a painkiller. I was recently having quite a lot of migraines and I know that other sufferers of migraines tend to get under the covers and they sleep and generally sleeping it off is what relieves them of a migraine. There's no cure for migraines. So when we hurt ourselves in an injury like a sprained ankle or something, if you get enough sleep, you can actually help the pain. So it hurts you less. And there are many studies that have shown a link between sleep loss and a lower pain threshold. Just saying, there are any people out there who don't have a high pain threshold, maybe check your sleep. So basically, the more sleep you get, the less pain you might be in. I mean, that's something to think about, right? Oh, and this one's a good one. Sleep can make you smarter. Now, along with a good right night's sleep, grabbing a quick nap in the daytime can contribute towards making your brain more effective and productive. I've heard this a lot recently. I've heard a lot of people having nap times and, you know, the cooler startup companies creating rooms for uh, staff to sleep in, sleeping pods and stuff. And so, yeah, why not? Like, (laughs) give it a go, have a nap. I know some friends who swear by it and there was a term um, sort of late 20s to early 30s that my friends would use, I'm going to have a disco nap before we go raving. I wasn't a very good napper, but I was like, oh yeah, I see what you mean. I like napping now. But that's more probably since having the kid because it's a lot easier to sleep. <laughs> You're just always tired, right? <laughs> Any other parents out there who are always tired? We're always tired. Now, those are all very sciencey 
reasons to sleep. So it's the why. And I think, you know, maybe not everything makes, you know, has a resonance with you today. And that's fine. You know, like when I was in my 20s, I didn't really think that my health was an issue until I got in my 30s and I started considering my health. So we all have different times of our lives when things are important to us. But there are a few in there that I think if you are suffering from certain conditions yourself and you're not getting enough sleep, sleep might actually be your treatment plan. That might actually be your anecdote. But equally, you might also be having difficulty sleeping because of all those things that are bothering you. So something I say to my clients, to all my clients, is to create a good morning routine where you have time for yourself in the morning before you do anything else, before you give any of yourself away to anybody else. And equally as important is a nighttime routine. And sometimes it takes a while to talk to clients about an evening routine because we're working on very specific goals and they want to see forward action. But when it comes to your well-being, sleep is one of the most important things that I will bang on about when I get the chance. (laughs) But not just for those scientific reasons. It really is your resetting. It is you giving back to yourself. If you can give yourself what your body needs, you are self-caring 101, okay? You are giving to yourself in the best way possible. Your body needs a rest. We put ourselves through a lot day to day. There's a lot going on in our minds. We've got a lot of stuff to deal with. As we get older, we have more and more stuff, more and more complications, more and more things to process, more and more stresses. And if we don't get adequate sleep, we are going to make ourselves ill and we won't be able to come back from it. So really, really consider that. Some of the tips that I would suggest are creating a routine, an actual routine. So it's an active time for you. So things like you set a timer on your phone for when it's time for you to head up the stairs, okay? So that could be at nine o'clock. Give an example. It could be at nine o'clock that you finish for your day and you head upstairs and you might have a shower. Highly recommend having a bath if you can have a bath because when you have a bath, you're the heat physically relaxes your muscles, but it also acts as in a cooling way as well. And it just calms the physical body down. Brush your teeth. If you're a girl, maybe take your makeup off, cleanse routine, you know, a nice, a really nice routine and have like a special bedtime oil, like something that you only wear at nighttime on your face to rejuvenate, whatever, and smells good, you know, or a hand cream next to your bedside table. Have books, have, uh, to be honest, that, that last point actually applies to guys as well. Because why not? You know, they should look after their skin as well, right? That was a very, didn't mean to be sexist there. But yeah, boys, you do it too. And then pick out your pyjamas. <laughs> so many of us, and I know this, as we get older, default to underwear <laughs> or old t-shirts, old baggy stuff that it's just not sexy, right? It's just <laughs> ripped holes in them everywhere. They used to be white. They're now this kind of murky beige. 
don't wear those. Get yourself some sexy PJs. Like, get them. Get them. If you've seen them, buy them. Why not? It's your body. It's your body that needs the rest. Why not dress it up for bedtime as well? It's not just the, you know, the coming attraction for dating someone. Like, actually get the sexy lingerie. Do it. Same for you boys. Get yourself some nice PJs. There is nothing nicer than wearing fresh bedtime clothes and having fresh bedding. Oh my God, that's like one of the best things. But do it. Make it an event. And then when you get into bed, you know what I'm going to say here. No technology. No technology. Don't bother with it. Have a notepad and pen next to your bedside table. And as your mind starts racing with the 101 million things that you haven't done today and the 101 million things that you are (laughs) going to do tomorrow, write them down. Just write them down. Give them to the notepad. Because if you do that, then you're not having to try and file them whilst you're awake. You put them to the notepad and then as you sleep, your brain will file them unconsciously without disturbing your sleep. So do it. Just write it down. I'm not a fan of making to-do lists necessarily before bed because I think that will also stimulate anxiety as you're trying to sleep. So It's more of a release, so use the notepad to release the thoughts and put them all down. And whatever the thoughts are, just put them down, okay? Because things come up as you start resting, it's always the way. And make the room smell nice, make sure it's dark. If you need an eye mask, have the eye mask. I'm not the biggest fan, but if you want to use a meditation app, use a meditation app. Get yourself in the zone. Understand the reasons why you are going to sleep. Don't just go to sleep because you have to. Think about why sleeping for you is important. If you know you're grumpy in the morning when you don't get enough sleep, that's your why. If you know you're in a lot of pain and sleep's going to help that, that's your why. If you're really stressed out and you don't want to be, you need some relaxation, that's why you sleep. Find out what your why is. When you know what your purpose is to do something, anything, including sleep, that's how bad life has got for us now, that we actually need a justification as to why we need to sleep. I mean, this is a product of the modern world. This is not me blaming you. We all do it. I do it. As much as I know, I still do it. But sleep is that important that it does need a purpose for you to be able to consistently do it and give everything you can to it and to its importance, essentially. Once you are in that relaxation zone, you're going to sleep a lot better. But it starts earlier, okay? It's not just a throw yourself down into bed situation. It's creating some level of routine get a book. Kindles are okay, but try not to blue light it too much with iPads and phones and things. The actual tangible real book made of paper is the one I would prefer, I would suggest. Get one of those, you know, get a nice biography or something that's easy to read, 
because even as you're reading, your eyes will get tired naturally, especially if you're in a screen job or outside or anything in your work, day-to-day work, you're go- you are going to be tired. But if you physically lay your body down, your body will respond better to you and let you sleep. But if you sit on the sofa watching Netflix and think, oh, I'm not tired, I'm watching Netflix reruns, you're just, you're, you're, you're confusing your body. You're not letting your body sleep or rest the way it should. And that's another thing that we do, that we create so much distraction or we are so distracted that we don't actually listen to our bodies when they're tired, when we need to actually rest them. So taking some quiet time of your evening, not just coming in through the door and TV's on, radio's on, podcasts are on, whatever it is you do, just keep your noises to a minimum as well so that you're not so distracted and you can't hear yourself and your body's needs, okay? Those are some really essential tips. Other than that, I would highly recommend reading up on some people's, um, on online you can find some really amazing blogs about how to sleep well and you can find the things that are going to work for you best because there's so many different things that you could be doing so have a look around there's lots of things available to you if you want more information if you want some more tips or if you want to talk to me about something that's troubling you with how you sleep just send me an email puja at franklycoaching.com and I can see what I can do to help you through that. I'm more than happy to do that because I know how important sleep is and it really upsets me when people can't sleep and they struggle sleeping because they've got so much going on in their minds. I just want you to rest because you'll be so much better for it and you'll be able to seize whatever it is you're trying to seize in your life. So on that note, if you have fallen asleep listening to this podcast, I'm going to take it as a compliment, (laughs) but I hope that it was helpful to at least some of you today. And yeah, I love, I love sleep. Get into that zone. That's another thing actually, just before I go, mindset. If you keep saying to yourself that you don't sleep well or you have trouble sleeping, that's what you're training your brain to believe and therefore you will stay in that state of difficulty sleeping. So change that sentence to, I want to sleep well. And you know what, hun? You will. Over time, you will. Choose to. Like I say in other podcasts, choose. It's always a choice. Thank you so much again for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe to the Self Care 101 podcast. For more tips and tricks, head over to my website, franklycoaching.com, or for daily inspiration, you can follow me on the socials at franklycoaching. Talk to you soon. Bye.